Welcome to another episode of Sports and Discourse with your host, Derek Stevenson. And I haven't done a a movie or a television show review in a while. And this past weekend, I took my wife and my daughter and we went and checked out Matt Reeves' The Batman. And I want to tell you, I'm not sure if I can say this is my favorite Batman film ever. But it's probably battling for that one or number two spot. And the reason why is, number one, I just love Batman stories that actually have Batman doing detective work. Um, Like, I get it. Like, Batman is one of the best fighters in comics. He he knows all the mixed martial arts and the fighting, um, you know, he knows all the fighting styles ever created to man right that's how they build him in the comic he's the ultimate like fighting machine so of course like yeah we need to see him you know beat some bad guys up but the the stories where he actually uses his mind and he lives up to the moniker of the world's greatest detective those are usually some of the best stories to me um i actually uh a lot of people that probably know me already, you know, they already know how I feel about comics. But for the people that don't know me that well, probably comic books is probably my number one passion because I've just always loved comic books since I was a kid. Like I started probably really getting into it around 92 when I started watching some of the like animated like cartoons like the the X-Men um the batman the animated series spider-man uh just different shows like that and it really just stuck with me for the rest of my life and i was even like collecting a whole bunch of comic books you know i probably stopped around 2005 2006 but you know i got a whole storage bin well, not a whole storage unit, but like I have a storage unit where I have a couple of big bins filled with comics, probably got like a couple thousand comics in it. And I've just always been a fan of comic book genre and I appreciate the writing aspect of it. Right. So most people that know me know when I watch movies and shows, um, the number one, you know, the number one thing that I pay attention to is the writing and if I feel like the writing is done well then I can even like you know I can excuse maybe if the direction is bad or the production is not high value if the story is good then I'm locked in if the story is bad then you know I'm probably going to lose a lot of interest and this uh this take on Batman had a really like compelling story and the thing that I liked about it, it was kind of like a like a gritty, like noir type of film, right? So you get, and by the way, this is a spoiler alert. Um, anybody that hasn't seen the movie, that wants to see the movie, leave the video right now because I'm about to speak freely about it. So I'm going to give you a spoiler alert and then I'm just going to talk, right? I really don't like to give reviews without, you know, spoiling because I feel like then I have to worry too much about if I'm giving some away or not. 
So this is your spoiler alert. Get out now. But if you stay here, then we'll get into it. So like I was saying, this is more of like a gritty noir detective film, right? And a lot of people are saying that it kind of has some similarities to the movie um, Seven and the Zodiac Killer, which I can definitely understand why people are saying that. And basically, you have um, you have Batman who's really early in his career, right? He states in the very beginning that he's into his second year, right? So he's really inexperienced, which is a really actually pleasing uh, way to show the character because a lot of times when they show Batman on screen, like especially uh, the the Batman that Ben Affleck portrays in the DCU, he's just, he's so seasoned. He's a, he like, he's a brutal monster. Like he's big and powerful and like he's unstoppable, right? But when you see... Robert Pattinson's version, he's kind of unsure of himself. He's not really even sure if he's even making a difference, right? He still doesn't understand the city as well. Um, he's not 100% sure of his own family's legacy. He's still confused about a whole lot of things. Um, a lot of his tech seems like it's so realistic that it seems like Somebody with money is in like his garage with his uncle, and I'm referring to Alf, uh, Alfred. But it seemed like he's in his uncle with his uncle, and they in a garage, and he's just like, "Man, I need to build a supercar." So they like, "Well, we got some money, so we can get this part, but we put it on this old car, and then we turn it into this." And that's just kind of how all his tech was. Like he's like you can tell he has money and he has resources but it's not like so futuristic that it's almost unbelievable and um it's just very interesting to see like a very young batman um most of you know mostly he's just been dealing with low level crime right like street thugs and you know different things like that and his whole main objective is to just be like a symbol of fear right so he basically wants anybody that is considering committing a violent crime to just be aware that he's out there right and and he even says like i can't be everywhere at once but they don't know where i am so anytime they see a shadow they may feel that i'm lurking in the shadow waiting for them and he's just trying to basically scare people out of committing violent crimes because it's basically the way they portray it. Every night, there's at least several violent crimes that occur in Gotham City. So he doesn't have an established road gallery. Um, he doesn't know the criminal underworld very well. And one of the things that actually was crazy, like weird to me, but I kind of appreciate it is um, he was trying to get into the Iceberg Lounge where the Penguin and Falcone and, you know, other criminals and, you know, some corrupt elected officials would hang out. And he just knocked on the door one time. It was wild to me. Like, and they opened the door and he's just like, you know who I am? 
Like, let me in. And that's just crazy to me because you never, ever see Batman just take a direct approach like that. Like, he's always going to figure out some way to sneak in, right? So he would have still gotten into the Iceberg Lounge, but nobody would have been aware that he was there until he wanted people to be aware that he was there, right? So it's just like a lot of little different things like that that made me really interested in the film. And, um, you know, I really, uh, I really love the, the new take on the Riddler. Um, you know, like in the Batman Forever movie, you know, the Rid- the take that they used on the Riddler was, he was like more comical and clownish and, um, like, that's that's cool or whatever. Like I get it, um, but like I really like appreciated the serious take of the Riddler being like a serial killer, but very intelligent, and he almost he, even even he kind of pretty much states in the movie he pretty much says to Batman like like me and you are we going to take down these criminals together like. We partners, kind of. And it's basically like he was saying, like, I'm going to give you the clues, and then you're going to solve the crime. You're going to expose the rat. And Batman, of course, you know, Batman is is not going to be receptive to the idea of you feeling like you're the same as him because even though he's not really sure if he's making a difference, one thing he knows is he's he does not feel like he's a criminal, right? Even though, you know, some of the other police officers, they don't like the idea of Jim Gordon working with Batman because they feel like he's a vigilante, but basically he's a criminal, right? So he's not really, he's not a sworn officer. He doesn't really always abide by the law. So they really don't appreciate the idea of Batman being able to walk through and sort through the crime scenes, um, basically carrying on as a detective without really having to follow certain guidelines that other detectives have to follow. And so he definitely, you know, even still, he would never look at himself and feel like he's the same as the Riddler, right? But the Riddler feels like, nah, we're going to take down all these corrupt individuals together. I'm going to you know, bring things, I'm going to expose who needs to be exposed, and then you do your part of it, and we're going to work through it as teammates, right? And the Riddler was definitely uncovering all types of corruption that went all the way back to Bruce Wayne's childhood, right? And he basically, what happened was the Riddler was a was an orphan right and you know there was supposed to be a foundation that was supposed to be created to help other orphans right but realistically all it was was a front for corrupt officials and corrupt police officers and powerful people to basically just 
pull political strings to gain control of the city, right? They never really did much to help the children that, you know, the, all the orphans that was in need, right? And he even, you know, factored in the Waynes into that situation. Like, he uncovered some little ugly truths that had to do with the Waynes and the Arkhams. And basically, he exposed that, you know, Martha Wayne was having some mental breakdowns and Thomas Wayne was running for office and he didn't want, you know, his wife's mental issues to get out to the public so that he can win, you know, he can, he can win his election. And there was a news reporter that was just hell bent on exposing it. And sometimes you just get, you know, reporters like that that just you know all they care about is exposing the truth and they don't really worry about who or how it may affect other people they just this is the truth and I'm going to expose it right so Thomas Wayne did everything he could to try to basically you know keep it under wraps and when he felt like there was nothing else he could do he went to Carmine Carmine Falcone and basically was just like, man, you got to just, you know, figure out how to keep this information from being exposed. And Carmine being, you know, an eventual mafia boss, he did what the average mafia boss or the average organized criminal, you know, anybody with that type of mentality, he did what they do, which was he killed the person, right? And, you know, things never came out. And it got to a point where Carmine Falcone has so much power and leverage over all of these government officials that he was basically controlling the city without even being an elected official, but he was running Gotham City, right? He even had some of the other, like, bigger... um gangsters you know framed or whatever the case may be like sal maroney uh locked up in prison so he basically was able to get everybody that may be his competition out of the way and he was able to control the underworld in gotham city and basically move freely and build his wealth and his power and his influence with no pushback from the law and you know, he even had the Penguin working up underneath him, who eventually probably will end up taking his place. And um, But all the while, they were using the front of this organization that was supposed to be helping orphans. So Riddler was hell-bent on exposing every single last one of them. And, you know, he took an exception with Bruce Wayne as well because he said, you know, after everything happened, They they fixated on Bruce Wayne. Anytime he became the face of like orphans after his parents died, right? And it was just all about this poor child, Bruce Wayne. But the Riddlers, you know, his take on it is like, yeah, he's an orphan in the sense of, you know, he doesn't have his parents, but like, he's not struggling. Like, he 
he's Bruce Wayne. Like, he's a billionaire. Like, he, he has his big castle in the sky. Like, he looks down over Gotham City. Like, he has everything. So, he took major offense to them fixating on Bruce Wayne and not really worrying about the people that actually needed help, like himself and others. So he even included Bruce Wayne, like, you know, at one point he tried to uh, kill Bruce Wayne as well, but, you know, Alfred ends up opening a package that was supposed to be for Bruce Wayne and Alfred ends up getting hurt and Bruce Wayne survives. And, you know, the whole time Edward Nashton, the Riddler, is thinking that, you know, Batman, he's leading Batman to all of these clues. So he even attempts to kill Bruce Wayne and leaves a clue for Batman, not knowing that they're the same person, right? And eventually, you know, Batman figures everything out. He figures out that Falcone is the actual, like, rat, and he's been controlling all of these, you know, elected officials. And he it leads him to Edward Nashton, who turns himself in, basically, right? Batman really doesn't catch him. Like, he turns himself in on purpose to be captured, to be out of the city, right? So he gets taken to, to Arkham Asylum. So... Once he's in Arkham Asylum, obviously, Batman pays him a visit to try to just, you know, get a get a read on what he was doing and, you know, what the master plan was, see if he missed anything, right? And he did. So, at one point, like, the Riddler's talking to him, and the Riddler is, is like, almost, like, that's when he's kind of telling Batman, like, man, we partners, like, like, we can bring them down together. Like, we can just clean up this city, and me and you can do our thing, and we'll be, like, aces, and we're going to figure it out. And then Batman is just like, nah, bro, like, we not, we not in this together. You not like me. Like, we not a partner. Uh, this is This isn't a partnership, right? And the Riddler gets mad, you know, and he starts kind of having a mental breakdown. At one point, he's kind of like screaming like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. And like you can see Batman kind of look like like he kind of got that look on his face. Like, does he know I'm Bruce Wayne? Like, is he about to expose me? And um, even for a moment, I was kind of like, damn, does he know who he is already? Because, you know, like like I said, I read comic books all the time. That's my thing. So. In the comic books, there are uh, several people that um, end up, you know, figuring out that Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person, right? I think the Riddler figures it out at some point. Uh, Hugo Strange figures it out. You know, several people. There's always kind of been, um, there's always kind of been this idea that maybe the Joker might also know who uh, Batman really is but that he just doesn't care, you know what I mean? Like, he tries to tune it out. Like, I don't care who he really is. I just care about Batman. Like, it doesn't matter if he's, like, the garbage man or if he's Bruce Wayne or whoever. I just care about Batman. Um, but, so, 
So they have a moment and the Riddler and, and Batman have a moment and the Riddler's like, you're not even really as smart as I thought you were. Cause he's basically saying like this, like my plan ain't over. Like, like, you know, like you caught me because I allowed you to caught to catch me. Right. Like you didn't just, you know, spoil my plan. Like my plan is still in effect because Batman is just thinking it's over. And then he finds out that the Riddler got one more trick up his sleeve. So basically he has planted all of these bombs across the city, right? And when these bombs explode, it's basically supposed to flood the city and force all of these people into, you know, the basketball arena, which Gotham Square Garden, right? So, like, basically, in the movie, they're playing Gotham City like it's kind of similar to New York City, right? So, Gotham Square Garden is where he's forcing all of the people, and then he he has, like, a whole group of, like, people dressed up like him in his Riddler costume because throughout the movie, he has basically created this network of like cult followers right so it's almost like even if he gets caught or not he can still enact whatever his um evil plots are if you will right he can still call shots so he has everybody dress up in the riddler outfits and they all have weapons and they all in the rafters in gotham square garden and when all of these people get down into you know into the arena and it's pushing them all like you know to the center arena they're all supposed to basically just shoot down and kill everybody right well obviously you know batman spoils the plot and um you know everybody for the most part is saved right of course some people die um there's always going to be some casualties but you know they save a, a few key key people like you know, a couple people that's running for office that may be actually good people, like Batman saves them, and, um, you know, it, it, it basically, the movie ends, Batman feels a little bit better and a little more secure with what his position is, um, the people of Gotham are a little more upset, uh, uh they're a little more accepting of him, um, they don't feel scared or threatened by his presence. They feel like he kind of saved Gotham, right? And he feels confident like he's doing the right thing, that he is, in fact, making a difference. Because that's always a struggle with Batman. Like, he, he's just never really for sure, like, if his presence is hurting or helping Gotham, right? Because some of the, like, eventual villains, they kind of play it like, well, if you wouldn't have started doing this type of stuff, we probably wouldn't have started doing what we was doing. But since you're doing this, now we're doing that. And that's just how it is, you know. And um, But the good thing about, the thing that I like about the flooding is, for people that don't read comics, right? So one of the big stories, um, and they've used it in like some of the video games, I believe. But one of the big stories was Gotham No Man's Land, right? So basically what happens is in the comics, it was an earthquake that separated, like it kind of separated Gotham City. So it's like 
the U.S. basically, the U.S. government basically said Gotham City is no longer a part of the United States. It's its own entity. Do not go in there. If you go in there, you're going at your own risk. So basically, Gotham is just its own territory, and there's no, you know, there's nobody, there's no government officials, there's no law enforcement, it's just a free-for-all. So anybody that's there, you just got to survive the best way you can. So it, like, leaves a, there's, like, a power vacuum, right? So all of these, like, individual villains are trying to take over and, like, carve their own space. And Batman and the Bat family have to try to go in and try to, like, keep it as straight as they can. You know what I mean? Which is what I feel like is could potentially happen in the next movie, which I would love to see. You know what I mean? Um, because at the end of the movie, even though Batman may have, quote, unquote, saved the day, he really didn't save Gotham City. Gotham City is in shambles. Like, it's, I, I wouldn't say the whole thing is destroyed, but it's it's destroyed, like, it's going to be years before Gotham is right. And, you know, like, you know, there, a lot of people are hopeful, like, yeah, it may, it may take however long, but we're going to re rebuild Gotham and we're going to make it stronger and this and that, you know. So the city is hopeful. It's inspired, but um, it's broken. You know, it's not the same. So hopefully the next, you know, the next movie or two, you know, we'll get to see how the first movie has affected Gotham moving forward and how it um, shapes Batman's world. Right. And the good thing about it is, is that, you know, they've already signed on to do like two more sequels. I think there's supposed to be some HBO max series coming. So we should be getting a lot more content from this world. Uh, this Matt Reeves is Batman. Right. And I'm, I love, I absolutely love it, man. I cannot wait. Uh, one of the shows that I heard is supposed to be a spinoff is like Gotham Central and like Gotham Central was a really popular comic book and it was basically it was solely focused on the police right which I love because at the end of the day Batman Robin the rest of the Bat family are handling business but still it's very interesting to see like how would it be to just be a regular like law enforcement official in Gotham City? Like, what would you go through with all the corruption and all the violence? Like, so I really uh, hope that they really uh, get that series rolling. It's kind of like what they um, I think it was kind of how the the show Gotham was supposed to be because it that show really didn't focus on Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne was always a central character in the show, but he never really became Batman to the very end. Um, it was mostly about like Jim Gordon and his, like, you know, the beginning of his career up until, you know, till he becomes the Gordon that we all know, but hopefully they can take that idea and do a little bit more in depth uh, or a better job of, you know, building the world around that. Right. And, uh, by the way, um, you know, if you're not really into comics, you might not understand this, but both of the big like comic book universes like the DC universe and the Marvel universe they have what they call the multiverse right so basically that's a way of them being able to recreate stories um and change things and 
keep things fresh, right? So, you know, you have, if the DC universe has 52 Earths, right? You can have 52 versions of Batman, right? So you can have a Batman, like the original Batman that we all know and love. Then you could have a Batman where maybe, you know, he didn't grow up rich. Or you could have a Batman where it's his actual father that's Batman because Bruce Wayne is the one that got killed. Like, it just gives them, you know, a whole lot more options with the storytelling. So in this particular universe, it's supposed to be Earth 2, right? So technically, it's not a part of any of the other, like, Batman universes that we've seen, right? So it's its own little universe earth 2 right so anything they create going forward that's tied to this universe will be fresh and i like the direction that they're going man um if you haven't checked it out i definitely uh suggest watching it the only thing that i'll tell you is it's written so well and it's so much of a detective movie that it is very long man it's it's over three hours like you're gonna be in the theater for a while and um If you aren't well-rested, um, you know, you might end up falling asleep. Not because the movie's trash. The movie is excellent, but it's just long. So if you do go, I recommend getting you a good night's sleep and then going early in the day as early as possible because I actually went to um, a 5 o'clock showing and still once I got out, by the time I dropped people off and you know, did everything. I didn't even get home till like after nine. So, you know, it definitely wore me out. But man, I tell you what, it's definitely, it's definitely up there um, with some of my my favorite Batman movies. I can't really say if I think it's the best one ever yet. I got to watch it a few more times because I've watched the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy so many times. And I just think all of those movies are excellent. So I can't really tell you exactly where I rank this one yet. I got to wait and watch it probably like three, four more times so I can really see how I really feel about it. But right now, just off my first watch, man, I loved it. And I hope in the future we get more uh, more Batman um film and television where they actually focus on him being a detective right and give me some really in-depth complex writing that's what i love um and i really i hope they use more characters like the riddler that you know really test batman's mind and you know make him show you why they consider him the world's greatest detective um but yeah, man, that's that's all I really got to say about it for now. Uh, you let me know what did you think about it. Do you even plan on watching it? I definitely think you should definitely check it out. But um, just let me know, and I'm gonna try to uh, start doing a little bit more reviews. I hadn't done one in a while, but it's just sometimes I just you know have to wait till something strikes me. Um, this HBO series that is dealing with the the Lakers, um, the Showtime Lakers. I'm, I might end up doing some videos on that because I've been waiting on that show to drop, and I just found out that it actually um, 
the first episode is available. And one of my guys, uh, Quentin Walker, has already done a review. I actually watched his review before, you know, I even watched the first episode. Um, but, yeah, check out his review on Kentucky Beyond the Game on YouTube or, you know, Roku, Firestick, uh, and see what he got to say about it. And, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm going to start uh, trying to knock out some more review content for y'all. Uh, but, anyways, just let me know what y'all think about the Batman. And uh, I'll see y'all the next time on Sports and Discourse with Derek Stevenson.